Hi, welcome again for Yogi's podcast. You're listening to Yogi's Podbox. Well, we've been talking about a lot of monuments and uh, today I'll be sharing something about the Fatehpur Sikri. This is about 37 kilometers from Agra is the legendary Fatehpur Sikri. The term literally means the city of victory. This monument was built by the great emperor Akbar of the Mughal Empire. and was the capital of his kingdom for a whole decade while the entire palace showcases an assortment of architectural highlights the whole style comes together in perfect symmetry fatehpur sikri is built on a rocky hill that is about 3 km long and 1 km wide offering tourists a great view of the town it was here that the tale of akbar and his nine courtiers the navaratnas or nine jewels took place while the site is a host to many attractions the most famous among these is the jama masjid being one of the first buildings in this complex it is a perfect reflection of mughal architectural or the mughal architecture with a sprawling central courtyard surrounded by walls While the mosque may look nothing out of the ordinary at first glance a closer look and you will notice the amazing marble inlays on top of the red sandstone some of the other attractions of this complex are the bulan darwaza the tomb of salam chisti the diwanai am the diwanai khas the maryam uz zamani's palace and the birbal's house and uh, i will try to gather much more information on this uh, uh, place but for now i just have these details to share with you which is again uh, which is interesting and um, the next we would see the south indian monument which is uh, from the pallava empire i'm talking about the uh, coromandel coast epic the mahabalipuram Located on the Coromandel coast is a monument complex popularly called the Group of Monuments housed in Mahabalipuram in Tamil Nadu in Chennai. Uh is considered to be a distinguished UNESCO World Heritage site. Constructed during the reign of the Pallavas, the monument complex includes the mandapas or cave temples, the descent of the Ganges. or the descent of the ganges and the show temples along with these ancient structures come the pancharathas or the temples in chariot forms namely the bhima ratha the dharmaraja ratha the arjun ratha the draupadi ratha and the nakula sahadeva ratha the monument complex was named as the seven pakodas by the europeans based on the seven pinnacles or stupas of the temples while at the group of monuments a visit to the museum of sculptures and seashells showcases the architectural sculptures and pieces found at the site these 7th and 8th century architectural prowess make mahalipuram the mahabalipuram a renowned tourist hot spot of the hub founded during the pallavas time of the sovereign in madras the pallava sovereign in madras 
the harbor of mahabalipuram was famous for its brahman temples and rock sanctuaries during ancient times most of these rock cut rathas and other sculptured scenes on the open rocks are attributed to the narasimhavaram rule the narasimhavaram rule and uh, this is the only monument which is existing in today they say six other show temples have vanished inside the sea amazing how the sea has raised in so many years have swallowed six other temples in mahabalipuram and um, the next one i'm going to talk about is about the champaner pavagad archaeological park uh, it's a place it's a, it's a, it's located in the champaner situated in the present day of panchamahal in uh, gujarat this ancient uh, place comprises an array of forts starting from the top of pavagad hills towards the ancient city of champaner this archaeological place has age old chalcolithic monuments uh the chalcolithic monuments and uh, a fort on the hill around the premises of the fort there are several palaces entrance gates and arches i mean the arches mosques mosques tombs and temples residential complexes around agricultural structures and water installations such as step wells and tanks these monuments date back between 8th and uh, 14th century the kalika mata or the kalika mata temple located on the pavgat hill attracts scores of devotees throughout the year even today this place is also visited by historians who observed the monuments of to understand the tradition i mean the transition between hindu and muslim architecture between uh, the 15th and 16th century i guess the champaner pavagad archaeological i mean the archaeological place is again a unesco world heritage site uh, this is situated in the ancient city of champaner this area is roughly about 1329 hectares comprises a large number of historical monuments according to historical data this place was inhabited during the chalcolithic period i said this area has come under the rule of chavda empire kalji dynasty chauhan gurjars solanki kings kichi chauhans sultan beghada mughal empire and of course the british uh this is in gujarat as i said the uh, pavagat champnar monuments and uh, these informations are very 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 useful for knowing or searching details about this place and um we would now look at the elora caves and uh, elora caves elora caves is something which is phenomenal and a beautiful site of ancient monuments to visit and this will take you spellbounded this is situated in marathwada regions of uh, maharashtra elora is one of the world's largest rocket monastery temple cave complexes again a unesco world heritage site and comprises of ancient structures and pieces of art which date back to the period 600 to 1000 ce the cave 16 out of these caves has the world's largest monolithic 
rock excavation the largest monolithic rock excavation this rock excavation is known as the kailasha temple which is dedicated to lord shiva featuring the sculptures of gods elora caves are more than 100 caves being a popular tourist spot elora caves are protected by the archaeological survey of india it is located at a dis- distance of uh, 29 km from aurangabad it is located at a distance about 29 km from aurangabad the elora caves is a historical site located in mathwara region of maharashtra i said the caves of this monuments are the excavations from charanandri hills or the charanandri hills these caves were excavated during the rule of hindu dynasties such as rashtrakutas and yadavas these caves were unknown to be a resting stop for pilgrims as well as a worshiping site because of its temples and monasteries these caves were also popular as they were located on the south asian trade route ancient temple values are time immemorial you see elora caves is one such an epic and a beautiful place which is a must visit for any person who would be spellbounded and um, we will see now about the chola temples uh the chola dynasty era uh from the hindu temples reign or uh we all see uh, some details about this information and uh the chola temple is something which is even more phenomenal and have much more intricacies or intricate details to share with you um i would say this or try to have some more information gathered and uh, refer to you in some time and uh, we would see another monument uh, which is the padadakal monument or the padadakal monument and uh, these monuments again are spectacular in the harmonious blend of architectural forms from both northern and southern india in the 7th and 8th century under chalukya dynasty it depicts a series of hindu and jain temples nestled at a distance of 22 km from the city of badami padadakal or the padadakal or the patadakal is known for its impressive monuments it was considered the world heritage site in 1987 here the beautiful piece of architecture shows the religious tolerance of the chalukyan dynasty's dominion or the dominion one can see both the rock cut and the structural monuments illustrating the architecture art literature administration and lots and lots of other areas of development of that time in total padadakal or the padadakal monuments include 10 temples one can find 8 of them in one campus their four walls are decorated with the sculptures of gods and goddesses notably various episodes of ramayana mahabharata kirtarjuniya or the kiratarjuniya the panchatantra are also depicted through the images and sculptures in the temples majorly the banashankari or the banashankari temple and the virupaksha temple 
are visited by the people and are located close to Badami or the Badami. Some of the other important temples under the Paradakal monuments are Jambulinga Temple, Mallikarjuna Temples, Jain Temples and Papanatha Temples. Every monument, every temple is a history in India. The rulers, the people who lived, the people who built were amazing, amazing and amazing. The more you share, the more you have an epical view or the legacy of the information which is just being explored and shared with you on every moment of happiness. Uh, we would now see the Chitaurgar fort. The Chitaurgar, I mean, they would say Chitragar or Chitrakuta or Chitrakut fort. And um, the ancient Chitrakuta Durga occupies a place of pride in the history of Rajput chivalry and remain an important seat of power from the 7th to 16th century AD, covering an area of about 700 acres. The fort stands on a 152-meter-high hill and is said to be built by Chitrakhand of the Mori dynasty in the 7th century AD. It has been a witness to the rule of several dynasties such as Mauri or Mauryas between the 7th and 8th century AD, Pratiharas in between the 9th and 10th century AD, Parmaras between the 10th and 11th century AD, Solankis in the 12th century AD, and lastly Guhilots or Sisodias. Uh, these are the people or these are the AD which has been mentioned or in the history of details on this particular fort. During its long history, the fort suffered three defeats. Three defeats. The first in AD 1303 by Alauddin Kilji. The second in AD 1535 by Bahadur Shah of Gujarat. And the third by the Mughal Emperor or Akbar in AD 1567 to 6, uh, 1568 and each time Juhar was performed or the Jauhar was performed. Its eventful history and rich monumental heritage is characterized by its strong fortifications, gateways, bastions, palaces, temples, towers and reservoirs which are fine examples of Rajput architecture. So this monument is existing even today in Chitorgarh in Rajasthan. Every monument or every, every kind of fort that we talk about today or the best of its design or the best of its uh, sculpture. The next one I would be saying is the Red Fort Complex. In 1638, Shah Jahan, the Shah Jahan transferred his capital from Agra to Delhi and laid the foundation of Shahajanabad or the Shahajanabad, the seventh city of Delhi. It is enclosed by a rubble stone wall with bastions, gates and wickets at intervals. Of its 14 gates, the important ones are at the Mori, Lahori, Ajmeri, Turkman, Kashmiri and Delhi gates or the Kashmiri and Delhi gates. Not the delegates, I meant Delhi gates, some of which have already been demolished. His famous citadel, 
the lal kila or the red fort lying at the towns or the towns northern end on the right bank of the yamuna and south of salimgarh was begun in 1639 and completed after 9 years the red fort is different from the agra fort and is better planned because uh, at its at its at its back lies the experience gained by shah jahan at agra and because it was the work of one hand it is an irregular octagon with two long sides on the east and west and with two main gates one on the west and the other on the south called lahori and delhi gates respectively while the walls gates and other structures in the fort are constructed of red sandstone marble has also been largely used in the palaces inside this is again the redford complex a beautiful monument in india and uh, we will see now the buddhist uh, the buddhist monuments at sanchi on a hill overlooking or overlooking the plain in about 40 kilometers from bhopal the site of sanchi comprises of a group of buddhist monuments which are monolithic pillars palaces temples and monasteries all in different states of conservation most of which date back to the 2nd and 1st centuries bc it is the oldest buddhist sanctuary in existence and was a major buddhist center in india until the 12th century ad unique in india because of its age and quality the group of buddhist stupas temples and monasteries at sanchi variously known as kakaniya kakanava kakanadabota or kakanadabota and bota sri parvati or bota sri parvata in ancient times is one of the oldest buddhist sanctuaries in existence these monuments record the genesis and efflorescence of buddhist art and architecture over a period of 1300 years from the 3rd century bc to the 12th century ce thereby spanning almost the entire classical buddhist period in india the entire classical buddhist period in india surprisingly sanchi was not hollowed or hallowed by an ancient or by any by any ancient or by any uh, sanchi was not hallowed by any incident in buddha's life the only early reference to sanchiyakas in the chronicle of sri lanka mahavamsa and dipavamsa or dipavamsa between 3rd and 4th century ce sanchi was discovered in 1818 after being abandoned for nearly 6000 years and the spectacular things are gradually the archaeological site was explored excavated and conserved The religious establishment or the establishment at Sanchi was founded by the Mauryan emperor Ashoka between 272 to 237 BC. Here he built a mahastupa and erected a monolithic pillar and a monastery atop the hill at the insistence of his queen. Insistence of his queen. How? Oh, who was from Vidisha? Uh, located at around 10 km from sanchi with its serene environment and seclusion sanchi ensured a proper atmosphere for meditation 
and fulfilled all the conditions required for an ideal Buddhist monastic life. Several edifices were raised at Sanchi and its surrounding hills during the Sangha times or the Sangha times. The Ashokan stupa was enlarged and covered with stone veneering and balustrades along with a staircase and harmika were added. The reconstruction of Temple 40 and the erection of stupa 2 and stupa 3 also appear to date to about the same period. In the 1st century BC, the Andhra Satavahanas or the Andhra Satavahanas who had extended their influence over eastern Malwa created the elaborately carved gateways to Stupa 1. From the 2nd to 4th centuries CE, Sanchi and Vidisha were under the Kushanas and Shatrapas and were subsequently passed on to the Guptas. A number of temples were built and sculptures added at Sanchi and Udayagiri near Vidisha during this period. Shrines and monasteries were also constructed at this site during the 7th and 10th centuries between the 7th and 10th centuries CE. The rich decorative art associated with this architecture was also utilized on the Toranas or the gateways where prodigious or the prodigious lush carvings in bas relief, high relief and the round constitute a treasure trove of iconographic depictions even today. The theme of the decorative work centers on the former lives Jataka of Buddhaka or sorry, the Jataka of Buddha and events from the life of the master. The fresh and charming representation of plants, animals and human beings. The narrative quality of the stories and the creativity apparent in the sculptured capitals and cornices combined to make this site an unrevealed masterpiece of early Buddhist art, as well as a milestone in the development of art that integrates indigenous and non-indigenous influences. Thanks for listening. Very interesting topic to narrate with. Once again, thanks for listening. I'll come back to you with yet another interesting topic and information. Stay happy until then. Thank you for listening.